Hello, hello, hello. I am your Krampus hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to... Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. goosebumps. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Munoz, and the voice is back. Oh, Lord, it has been weeks. Listen, the cough is still kind of here. This is the cough that will not go away. But it kind of sounds like little, like, puffy farts. It's like, (laughs) it just won't leave me. But I'm happy that the voice is back. The Rachel Ray is gone and only on the TV. And you know what? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, my God. We are here. Days before Christmas, the holidays are in full swing no matter what you celebrate. Hanukkah is long over. Um, I, I don't know when Kwanzaa is, but I'm sure I think it's around the same time, maybe. I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. But we are here, and I'm more in the mood for this than I am for Christmas. Why? Because it's the holiday season, and whoop-dee-doo, and hickory-dock. I wish I was sucking a real big... And anyway, I want to get to the getting on today, because... I have roped in the one, the only, my best friend who is in town and then his plans got ruined because of Covidisha.com. The one, the only, Ms. Michael Benjamin or Benjamin Michael, depending how you know him or his locale. Brag, say hi. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> So truth be told, I was tired of chasing around these food homosexuals to get them on the pod during the ho- during the holiday season. So you got the next best thing, yeah. which is a non-food queen. Yeah, I mean... Who likes food. But it looks like you eat. So that's what... <laughs> you know what? This is why when you have friends this long, people, they can say shit like that. 
and you don't murder them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly why. And that's why he's here today. Because, like I said, he came for a fabulous trip to New York City with his, with his mans. And then Omicron struck. And we're basically kind of quarantining ourselves to not ruin our holidays. We are, we are healthy. We are home tested. Thank heavens. And hopefully you all out there are as well this holiday season. And keeping everyone safe because... The last thing we need is a repeat of last year. So I, I said to him, I said, Michaela, would you do me a favor? Would you come and podcast with me so I don't have to be a pest to all these food homosexuals? And I said, a resounding wee oui, wee, oui, mon chéri. Don't I'm vaxxed, <laughs> I'm waxed, I'm masked, and I'm boosted. <laughs> and nodded my shoe. What? Burr. In your, not in your pooper. <laughs> oh, my God. We are obviously having a holiday cocktail as well. <laughs> Thank God. At, at 12.50, because let me tell you, like, this is no joke. Like, uh, here's a question for you, right? As someone who's traveled to, like, enjoy the holiday, right? And now, out of nowhere, Ms. Omnicronisha came to town, right? And ruined my plans. The Krampus of it all. It is Krampus. And you know what? I was a very good boy this year. And I was so excited to get all of my dreams and my presents come, you know, what I wanted was going to happen. And then Miss Omicron was like, no, girl, I saw what you did last year. And no, 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 no. <laughs> no, but what, what is that? Like, I mean, because I haven't, I, I obviously am not traveling. I'm traveling to Queens this year, you know, Queens, the borough. And I mean, what is that sensation that, like, you've come so far to do to do this thing, and now your plans are legit severely changed. Like, you you may be leaving early severely changed. Yeah, you know, it was, th- this is the thing. It's like one of those situations as we're coming out of this, you kind of always have to, in the back of your head, say, we have to be flexible because this thing is not, we're not over just because I've been vaccinated and boosted and I'm masked up doesn't mean that like we're done with this and that we can move on. So I think my partner and I, when we made the plans, we kind of always knew at some level, whether we talked about it or not, that if something happened and we got exposed, which we ended up being exposed, luckily we were able to get tested the, the following day. We're both negative, thank God. Um, but it was, it just, you know, it is what it is to be holidays in the time of covid yeah, yeah, and I think that's a really great lesson for the kids out there, right? To be flexible, not only in the bedroom, but out of the bedroom. Amen. But before we get any further... In back in the bedroom. Right. Because <laughs> I don't want to leave the bedroom. Honey, that's honey. where the best things happen. Listen, the best things in life are free. Now that I discovered what you mean to me. <laughs> I think that was a uh, that was a proverb of... Ms. Jackson. Yes, yes, for sure. Yes. Ms. Janet, if you're nasty. If you're nasty. But <laughs> in the grand tradition of In Your Mouth, I need to wish you happy National Date Nut Bread Day. Date Nut Bread? Yeah, Date Nut Bread. When was the last time you had a Date Nut Bread? Well, the last time I had a date... Um, Not I a date, even... girl. A Date Nut Bread. I, I haven't even had some Date Nut. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Ooh, girl, that's sad. That's I sad. hope that Krampus gives you something this year. I know. Some date nut. Some date nut, right? We can skip the date and just, just go to the, the nut. nut. <laughs> but um, bump. 
what is what exactly is date nut bread? I don't know. You tell me. You're the one who said it's National Date Nut Bread. I would assume it's got dates and nuts in it. Yeah, but is that? Are we assuming it's like a fruit cake? No. You know what I would assume it's like? It's like a cranberry walnut bread, except for with dates. Right. But what are the nuts in? Oh, I wonder if it's a pistachio with the date. I don't know, but King Arthur Baking, not a sponsor, but you should be. Old-fashioned date nut bread. One loaf, about 16 serve dates, butter, soda, brown sugars, hot brewed coffee. Ooh, and vodka or brandy. We need to make this A-stat. A-stat? <laughs> Have another <laughs> You're drinking. And chopped walnuts. What's wrong with A-stat? A-sap? Oh, <laughs> Yes, I've had a lot of... No, actually, I haven't had that much. You've had two sips of nothing. Wow. Chop walnuts, uh, vodka or brandy, and hot brewed coffee. This sounds delicious. That does sound delicious. Yeah. Well, I know what I'm doing after this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go out to Whole Foods and buy me a day nut bread. Because <laughs> ain't nobody got time to spend in the kitchen now. No, 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 ma'am. All right, well... No matter, no matter if you're on a date, eating some dates, getting some nut, or just celebrating some date nut bread on Happy this day. Happy National nut, Date Nut Bread. Yeah, we celebrate you. And moving right along to this day in gay history, did you know on December 22nd, 2010, President Obama signs a bill that officially repeals the military's don't ask, don't tell policy? And I've been so happy of that because I've had so many military men. And since then. Wow. Wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> is, that, is that really how you want to personify yourself on this podcast? Yes, of course. <laughs> Where else would I do it? Right? Certainly not on the Rachel Ray podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that... that, that <laughs> she wouldn't know what don't ask, don't tell if it hit her in the face. No. Five times. No, stop it. We love... We love Rachel Ray. I have nothing against Rachel no, Ray. We no. love you, girl. It's got to be I'm Rachel drunk. Ray. You, you literally have had two sips of this. I'm a lightweight. Uh-huh. More like a heavyweight. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, to think about that, that was not 11 years ago yeah. that you couldn't be gay in the military. Which is crazy because everything is so gay now. I know. What's I mean, that mean? I can't watch... No, this is what I... Okay, Thank you for, for asking that. So every day I watch things on Netflix and Hulu and HBO and Amazon Plus and Disney Plus. All these people, not a sponsor. Please sponsor him so he can stop asking for sponsors. Um, and what I've noticed is that when I was a kid, which was like in 1820, um, there was no gay content. And now there is not one platform that doesn't have gay content or gay characters, or something that's uh, for gay, written for gay people. We just watched the most amazing Christmas special called... The, the Jinx and De La Holiday Christmas Spectacular. Jinx Monsoon. For all you RuPaul's Drag Race for, uh, fans out there, Jinx Monsoon and Ben De La Creme, I think last year during the holidays, put out a Christmas special. But we, you know, we took a pill, uh, uh, a weed pill, and we... Uh, on, only because it's legal here in New York City, right? <laughs> Dr drink and do your weed responsibly Amen. and legally out there. And um, we put on this special. And I have to say, it was, it was laugh out loud funny. 
And the message that at the end, I'm not going to spoil it for everybody because I would like for everyone to watch that's interested. Um, it, is a, it is a really lovely message about community. And I didn't have, you and I didn't have any of that growing up. We none had, yeah, none of it. So like to think how far we've come since when I was a kid to now and kids watching this and having access to this, it is an incredible thing. So like when I think about Don't Ask, Don't Tell, it's like, yes, that is exactly, we're in line with progress. Like we all want to talk about like, this isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. But we have, we, it's, this is the time to reflect. I feel like the holidays is a great time to step out, step back and reflect on what you've been given. Like what has happened, the progress. That's why we always do the in the 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 end of the year review that's why the you know oh the the spotify yeah, exactly. the spotify, the uh, spotify. we've been tracking you for <laughs> for years and this is the end of the year review yes, in a still, cute way i mean listen 20 barbara watches was doing 2020 on 2020 was doing like oh let's you know recap you know, people are trying to take that Barbara Walters down these days. I know, it's sad. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Ms. Wawa. Ms. Wawa. Listen, yeah, leave that old white lady alone. <laughs> you know what? She's she, about to die anyway. Yeah, she left. And she has. we haven't heard a peep from her since she left. Exactly. So, you know what? D- leave her alone. And you know? this is 2020. <laughs> well, moving right along. I thought it would be fun today, as opposed to doing a solo pod, you know, to reminisce about the holidays, good memories and bad, perhaps, or indifferent, um, you know, favorite holiday meals, and just, like, have a fun, nonsensical, kind of food-esque holiday espectacular. Okay, so, Munoz, yes. what is your favorite holiday meal? My favorite holiday meal. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Mama Gladys, right? Also, one, one Benjamin Michael Bragg is adopted by one Mama Gladys, my mama. Hi, Mama. And she doesn't listen. Um, and so, <laughs> and thankfully, because she would, she'd have a lot of problems with a lot of things I say. <laughs> but no, Mama Gladys makes a pernil. Every oh. every Christmas, and now my brother, shout out to you, Caesar Munoz. Hi, hey. Caesar. Uh, also doesn't listen. Way to be supportive. Um, <laughs> listen, um, sidebar: your your friends and family are not your fans, and you, amen. And you have to you have to realize that when you're doing when you're in the arts and you're doing putting something out there. Yeah, they support you, and yeah, they love you, but they're not your fans. Like they don't need to be, and I'm okay with that. Um, and so. No, Cesar Munoz will make the pernil this year, and it's a roasted Puerto Rican pork shoulder Ooh. that's doused in this recao, which is has like patapan peppers in it and culantro and cilantro. Culantro, what's that? Culantro. It's like a it's like a heavier cilantro. So if you do not like cilantro, you will really hate culantro. Oh, because it's more intense. Yes. Okay. Um, so she's a 10-incher, not a 5-incher. Yes, right? <laughs> like, culantro is for the size queens out there, okay? Well, call me a culantro, bitch. <laughs> so, yeah, that um, roast pork, because, you know, you get the really, really crispy pork rind skin, and you get this fall-apart, like, pulled pork that's, like, juicy and delicious, and... It is so brilliant. It's brilliant. And then you have leftovers... For weeks, right? And you put that in a in, sa- in a sandwich or a salad. Oh, salad! Ain't ain't no Puerto Rican people eating salad, honey, during the holidays. That's all right. Nobody's salad. Not everybody's Puerto Rican <laughs> who likes pernil. Right? Well, you told me. 
You asked me what my favorite meal was. So you want me to ask, was that your way of asking me what my favorite meal no, was? No, I oh. was telling you that nobody wanted a salad. But now that you brought it up, <laughs> he's so angry. What was? What is your favorite holiday like meal memory? Ooh, meal memory? Yeah, meal memory. Well, I would say since uh, when I lived in New York City with uh, many years ago, one of my favorite meal memories was with you and your mom for Christmas, and she made pernil. And th- you know what? My favorite memory was when I was introduced to Coquito. Oh, I have a favorite meal memory with you too. Go ahead, but okay. tell the Coquito so story. So the Coquito story goes that I went over to their house, and uh, Michael's mother said something about Coquito, and I was like, what the hell is Coquito? And she was like, Oh, it's this, you know, it's like basically like Puerto Rican eggnog with less egg um, and lots more booze. And so I was like, well, this sounds like I want it. And so she was like, I'll make it. You just go out and buy the coconuts and we'll crack them open and blah, 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 blah. So that's exactly what I did. In your mouth, listeners, if you've been following me for a long time, and I know you have, but for the newcomers, Coquito, if you do not know, is uh, Puerto Rican eggnog, essentially. And there is... A, a grand divide within the Puerto Rican community about who makes the best coquito and how it's made. Now, every Puerto Rican person you meet, if they if their family makes coquito, that is the best coquito. But I am here to tell you that my mother's is the best coquito because we are we are a community of few that use fresh coconuts. It's the brown coconuts, and we have to go out, and we have to buy a million of them, and we have to crack them, and it's a whole, it's a whole day and process. And you throw away most of them because most of them, uh, Michael's mother would be like, nope, can't use it, can't use it, can't use it, can't use it. So by the time you, get, you buy 20 of them, you're using like five or six. Yes, and it's not wasteful, but I always thought it was wasteful until I, I did it for the first time myself. And you sit there and you crack a hole in the coconut and you taste the water. Yeah, the water. And I was like, this water tastes fine. What is it? But then you crack another one and you taste the water that's like fresh and sweet and delicious. And you were like, oh, no, that's, that's yeah. this is what you want. You don't want that like bad shit up in there. Right. And it's not that you're wasting. You're not you still use the other coconuts. You just use them for something else. Yeah. But when you're making this coquito, this is this is the Michael the the Mama Munoz way. You use the best quality of coconut, so then that makes the best quality of coquito. And so I we made this and I made the mistake of drinking too much of it and being passed out on his staircase. We had No, that wasn't the staircase day. That's my favorite movie. Uh, moment. <laughs> Not my favorite movie, but it could have been a movie. It's a movie moment. Yes. But, no, we had dreams of grandeur of leaving Bay Ridge, Brooklyn and going out partying. This was pre-pandy. Pandy dandy pandemic. 20 years ago. Oh, my God. Almost. <laughs> but, um... We had dreams of grandeur. We were going to the club. We were going to do all the things. We had an entire bottle of this. And we... we now, mind off. you, everyone, Coquito is not just coconut milk. It's like milk and condensed milk and, you know, creme de coconut. And so, so like, the reality is, is that you do... And then 151. Do, and then 151. So, there, first of all, you're going to be shitting all over yourself because all the milk. So, no one should be going to the club <laughs> on Coquito. That's a home drink. <laughs> It's a home drink with the bathroom real close by. You don't have to go up no stairs. You want to make sure that you're on the same level as the bathroom. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> Anyways, 
So that was that Coquito memory. My favorite food memory with you, especially during the holidays, was yet another time, one Michael Bragg was coming over to Mama Gladys's house. And this is when my brother's in-laws were coming over. And we had everybody over. Now, my brother married a very beautiful Filipina girl, woman, excuse me. And so these Filipino, her entire Filipino family comes over, right? Uh, delicious. And her mom throws down in the kitchen as well, you know? And she brings over, she makes these empanadas, and these empanadas, these Filipino empanadas, are bright orange for some reason. I don't understand why. And there's raisins in them and this savory oh beef. God, I forgot about those. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. Yes. <laughs> I think I ate 50. Oh, my God. Before Christmas dinner, Michael and I could not get enough of these. <laughs> We ate, we literally ate like four a piece, and these are not small. They were, they were not like the little tiny ones. No, no, these are like these are a meal in itself. Right, exactly. And then we sat down for full Christmas dinner, and then there are stairs because my mother lives in a one family house, and there's stairs up to the bedrooms, and the the two of us passed out in a food full food coma on the stairs because we ate. Like, you know when you eat too much during the holidays? We ate double that. So, you know what I found out on Thanksgiving? The, the average person's calorie intake just for the Thanksgiving meal, like not whatever they're going to eat before, is like 3,500 calories is, the, is the, the average that most people eat just for Thanksgiving meal. I think Michael and I probably before we, had, before we ate the Christmas meal had at least about 4,000 calories in empanadas and booze. Oh, my God. I mean, we couldn't stop. We... They're so good. Oh, my God. So much so. I forgot about that. So much so that this woman, right, this beautiful woman, will freeze them. She will make them and then freeze a special pack for me because I love them so much. I mean, there's Delicious. And who doesn't like an empanada? I mean, it's fried dough with, like, meat and filling in it. And if you don't like meat... There's cheese in it. And if you're a vegan, I always like to think of myself as an empanada because I'm a fried dough and I like to be stuffed with meat. Wow. No. No. Nope. 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 That didn't work. That. (laughs) You know what? You can strike that from the record, viewers. No, nope, it's listeners. not being edited. We are going straight through this because a bitch don't got time to edit this week. So this is this is it. We can't strike that from the record. Nope, okay. that's it. It was too Thank late. Goodness, my mother has gone to a better place because she doesn't have to hear that. <laughs> she, you know what? She would enjoy this podcast. She would love this. You know podcast. what? Shout out to Mama Rose. Oh, Mama Rose. Mama Here's Rose. to you, Mama Rose. I for all of you listeners out there, my mother passed away last year, not because of COVID. Um, but, uh, you know, it's always hard to, to lose a parent and it was a, you know, not, not like really close to the holidays, but close enough. She, she passed away in October of last year. And so, um, and her birthday is the day after Christmas. So Christmas was always a big deal for, for us because we would always celebrate her birthday, um, afterwards. And speaking of like favorite, um, meals and like memories, my mother, for when before she passed away on her last birthday, um, her favorite cake was coconut cake. And so I made a coconut cake for my mom, which was like a beautiful memory. I love that. I love that. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, on that note, that we should dedicate this episode to one Mama Rose. Oh, Mama Rose. Shout out to you wherever you are looking down on us. Because I believe, I believe in the spirits. 
and I believe the children are the future. And <laughs> really, Whitney? Yeah. Okay, Whitney. Teach them well. Yeah. And let them lead. Oh them my all. God! Speaking of Whitney, one of my favorite um, <laughs> things about my mother—I know we're going all over the place yeah. today. It's that episode. It, it's it's that, Christmas. It's that Christmas, it's Christmas. episode. Um, is that when Whitney Houston sang the national anthem, the mm-hmm. Star Spangled Banner? Debatably, one of the best national anthems it ever is the sung. Best. She set I, the new I, standard. I actually disagree that it's the best. I think it's up there with the Jennifer Hudson Star Spangled Banner. Yes, but without uh, Whitney, you wouldn't have Jennifer. Oh, uh, true. Whitney ran so Jennifer right. could walk. It's like, bitch, just <laughs> pearls, pearls of wisdom. Um, so my mother had a cassette because at that when that happened, the you know, whatever record company um, decided to make a cassette tape of that and Ray Charles singing God Bless America. And it was just those two things, but it was one on one side and then you'd flip the tape over and you would play the other side, which was that. And my mother used to play that shit on repeat. At one point, my sister and I were like, we got to get you another cassette tape, bitch, because we're (laughs) sick of this. For all you young people out there, a cassette tape was a plastic <laughs> thing that was a rectangle. They know what cassette tapes no, are. They, they don't. Do. Yes, of course they oh, do. Oh, wait. They are coming back. Yes, you know, of course. You know cassette I, tapes I are coming back? Yes, I know. Oh, my God. You, you know, know what? that CDs are now becoming collector's items? Oh, my God. Yeah. I got all my CDs. I got all my CDs. Listen, Every I, last one of them. I'm a librarian now, and in the library, I work for San Francisco Opera. Shout out to San Francisco Opera. Hey. Um, and I'm the librarian there, and we have a whole wall of CDs. And everyone's like, who listens to CDs? And I was like, well, you know what, bitch? Now everybody's going to come in here. Everybody's going to want my collection because it's a lot. I mean, yeah. it's opera, but. Well, you know, there are people out there who love the opera. I do. Listen, we are a little off the rails. Shout out. <laughs> Palmer Rose, but I think because we're <laughs> off the rails, now would be a great time for my favorite part of the pod and the audience's favorite part of the podcast, a little something we like to call... Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. News Update! <laughs> This whiskey brand will pay for you to check a bag if you pack a bottle of bourbon. I mean, who doesn't pack a bottle of bourbon? I mean, I'm packing heat. (laughs) (laughs) Viewers and listeners, that was dumb. (laughs) Um, I'm here for this. I think that I would be someone who would totally take advantage of that. So, like, I want to pack a, ba- a bottle of bourbon. Well, first and foremost, please travel safely out there, right? Uh, I feel like all, all the time now I have to put a little, like, safety addendum. 
I'm not a doctor, but I do play one in the bedroom addendum, you know, to everything. Please travel safety safely, double mask, do all the things, wipe down your seat. But I love this because you know what? Uh, on my recent trip to Albuquerque, I had to pay $30 for... I haven't checked a bag in a million years, by the way. But this is one of the first times I've checked a bag in a long time. And you know, all, $30. All the wigs and heels. The, well, $60 both ways, you know? Right. So, I mean, $60 adds up, so and I don't got gonna, money. So if you're going to pay to check a bag, then you might as well put a bourbon, a bottle of bourbon and get some money for it. Yes. So, bourbon company Maker's Mark is toasting to the holidays and making travel a little easier by covering check bags, please, if passengers pack a bottle of their booze to take home for the holidays. The promotion which this is non-sponsored, but thank you, Food and Wine, for always keeping me up to date, which the company has dubbed Whiskey Flights, will reimburse travelers, 21 and over, of course, who paid an extra bag fee if they upload their receipt to the website through December 31st. The company shared with Travel and Leisure, the company will pay back up to $40 for each traveler and up to fifty grand in total. Oh, my God. So, basically, you could... You could like not have to worry about checking, like paying for a checked bag if you just put a bottle of bourbon in there. Yeah. And you have bourbon to, like, fine, spend the money on the bourbon, not the And when you get off the plane, the first thing you do is when you get your checked bag, you just open the bottle and start drinking. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way to go on holidays. I mean, and, and these days, and I only allow myself to do this during the holidays every so often, you know, you throw a little, like, Something in your coffee in the morning just to take the holiday edge off. Amen. Amen. You know I'm what all I mean? About it. So you have you have something for your coffee in the morning to and deal with the family. You have something for the afternoon and evening. Hello. Right? I mean, because who doesn't want bourbon all day long? I mean, yes. Yeah. <gasps> Remember what that time I was making Manhattans for us? I was obsessed with making Manhattans. Oh my God. He was obsessed. And we would go to every. I almost said the F-bomb. You can. Oh, I can't? This is our space. Oh, right. Every fucking bar in the city. And he'd be like, we're going to Manhattan. And our favorite place was to go to Sardi's. Yes, which has been closed forever now. Oh, is it? Yes, because allegedly they're renovating. So hopefully they come back because Sardi's was top five oldest restaurants in New York City. That makes sense. I mean, you go in there, you feel like you're stepping back in time. And you know who loved it. And you know who allegedly owns it now? The dishwasher. Yeah. You see, you're very confused. The di- I was like, <laughs> is that a is that a is that a, a no, company? That's, that's not like the Seinfeld <laughs> soup Nazi. No. Oh, the guy who was the dishwasher. The guy who it. was the dishwasher because it was family owned for a, a really long time, and then this man who started as a dishwasher worked his way up through the ranks, <gasps> and I now love he owns that. it. Yeah. Oh my God! It's like um, we were talking the other day with a bunch of like opera nerds, and. Before Peter Gelb, who now is the general director of the Metropolitan Opera, the old... Uh, dishwasher? No, he wasn't a dishwasher, but he was the head <laughs> carpenter. Oh. He was... Um, Volpe was his last name. I forget his first name. But um, he was... He used to be the head carpenter for the Met, and then he became the general manager. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, I mean, and that's the story of a, an American dream, you know? Right. You, you come here, you start as... A, uh, as you whatever, know, whatever, and you work your way up through the ranks, and you end up owning an iconic restaurant like Sardi's is iconic. Anyways, right. back to the Manhattans of it all, right? And I'm saying of it all on purpose. Um, so, 
Michael Bragg doesn't know my my of it all penchant and how I had to stop saying of it all <laughs> for a minute, right? And which I haven't stopped saying of it all, but I digress. Anywho, I was obsessed with making Manhattans. We would go everywhere, and my favorite place to go because of Tom, the bartender. Oh, Tom. Yes. Uh, this. He'd been there for like something like 55 years and would regale us with stories of like Uh, Lucille Ball. And us two young queens would just be like there eating up all of the stories. And drinking Manhattan. And drinking Manhattan, getting sloshed. And the best thing was, is that man never measured the Manhattan. It would be like, bloop, 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 bloop. Yeah, yeah. And it would be the the tastiest thing you've ever had. And perfectly poured. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. Always with a swirl and a swish. Yeah. Yeah. And it would always. Perfectly poured. Yep. And then in my apartment, I I invented something called the Central Park, where I'd add a dash of maple syrup to the Manhattan. What? Why is that Central Park? Because of the trees and the maple syrup. Are there maple trees in Central Park? There's a little bit of. If there's coyotes in Central Park, there are maple trees in Central Park. Okay, I don't know. I thought I don't know your. I don't know the herbology <laughs> of of the fucking park. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm not a plant man. That's my partner. I think. Hey, John. I think. I think we are fully here for this. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm definitely here. For Absolutely it. here. You know what? Pack a bottle of bourbon in your luggage and, and get that forty dollars. Yes, and, and wear a hazmat suit while you're at it. Yep. Double mask. Skip the cheesecake this year, and Philadelphia cream cheese will give you twenty dollars. But I thought there was a, a cream cheese shortage. This is why. This is why. This is why Philadelphia cream cheese is paying you to skip the cheesecake. Because they ain't got no more cream cheese. Exactly. Okay. (laughs) You don't seem excited about this. No, because I want the cheesecake or I want the cream cheese. I don't want that $20. I want the fat. I want the cheesy fatness. Uh, I mean... You know I mean, what? I get it. I'll take the twenty dollars. Take the twenty dollars. But if I can't buy cheese, I mean, that's cheese a, with it. I think that's a month at like Blink Fitness. What twenty dollars? Yeah, isn't that like a twenty dollar a month gym? Well, I thought that was uh, Planet Fitness. It's one of them gyms. Oh, <laughs> I don't. Know. I've and never the two heard of us Blink. could, uh, and the two of us could use it. So, let one we, of uh, us more than the other. Uh huh. And it's not me, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> The $20 (laughs) offer is open to the first 18,000 people who agree to buy another holiday dessert. Okay, when did this come out? When was this this information come out? Oh, December 15th. Yeah, last week. Last week. Okay, so So. I'm just saying, you probably want to get on this now because now it's the, what's today's date? The 19th? The 22nd. That's the 22nd. Oh, God, I'm drunk. You have had half a cocktail. No, I'm almost done. Half a cocktail. Anywho, so Philadelphia Cream Cheese, which is beyond being the most recognizable grocery store brand, also supplies cream cheese to plenty of restaurants and bakeries, has come up with a novel approach to assure there's enough cream cheese to go around for those who absolutely really need it, like us. Us here. Like us. (laughs) Right? So basically, they're paying people not to To make cheesecake. Or not to do anything with cream cheese. Because, like, cheesecake is not the only thing you put... Yeah. Uh, you know, I love a bagel with cream cheese. Oh, my God, I love that, too. So Philadelphia stated, so buy any dessert, cookies, brownies, cupcakes, and Philadelphia will reimburse the cost to replace your homemade cheesecake 
up to $20. Of course, terms and conditions apply. Thank you, Food & Wine Magazine. Still not a sponsor, but thank you for keeping me informed. Interested parties have to head to spreadthefeeling.com. Can't spread the feeling. Woo, woo. <laughs> Starting at noon Eastern Standard on either December 17th or December... Oh, did we miss it already? To reserve a spot to claim their digital reward. Oh, oh so oh, we missed it. We missed it. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. You know, you know what? what? Good on Philadelphia cream cheese. We're trying to keep cream Pe- cheese in circulation. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you can't get that date nut, you might as well have the cream, the cream cheese. cheese. <laughs> but you know what? That date nut bread would be delicious with some <laughs> cream cheese on it. See? This is why I don't want the $20. I want the cream cheese, Philadelphia. I'll take the $20 and and have somebody else buy the cream cheese. But you know what? I will say, I will go to spreadthefeeling.com because I do love that, that, uh, you know, that handle, spread the feeling. Spread the, I I think. (laughs) I mean, because who doesn't want to be spread? (laughs) We can't spread anything these days, right? We're trying to stop spreading the Omicron. (laughs) We're, not, we're trying to stop spreading the gonorrheas. But it's the holidays, so I'm trying to spread these legs. Right, the legs. only thing you're spreading is them legs for your mans. Okay. Yeah, spread the feeling. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And last but not least, could Oreo cookies solve New York City's rat problem? Well, let's hope it. I mean, Oreo cookies and rats. Because even rats don't want to eat them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Wow. Wow. I don't know. Oreo cookies are delicious. I know they are, but maybe rats don't like them. No. The the article is saying that Oreo cookies may solve the rat problem. Right, because, oh. They want them, so you trap them. Oh, I see. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you know, I'm drunk. You are not drunk, bitch. Anywho, so apparently, this comes from the New York Times. Um, famed restaurant Casa La Femme, which is, an ups- uh, whoop, which is an upscale Egyptian restaurant in the West Village. And let me tell you, this Egyptian restaurant is upscale. They took me there for my 40th birthday. It was delicious. But you got to save, save your quarters because this is like... Not even $3 signs on Yelp. This is like $5 signs. Your quarters? No, you need to save your Benjamins. Oh, it's expensive. So apparently there's this company that has this machine. I'm going to paraphrase here. It's this big machine that you rent from them, and you put peanut butter Oreo cookies and sunflower seeds uh, in it, and then the rats go in and out collecting this thing, and you let the rats get comfortable. Like, going in and out of the machine. And then the machine has this timer. Like, it senses that, like, oh, we have a community of rats that know they can get food here. And then it turns on. And then the rats drop down into, once the machine has gained its trust, into this vat of, like, liquid alcohol and stuff. And then it, like, knocks them out and kills them and, like, deodorizes the Those poor rats. Well... You will, and along with PETA, are mad about this. Those poor rats. But, I mean, I get it. I as mean... A, as a restaurant, you do not want to deal with rats. I mean, yeah. PETA prefers rodent control that focuses on garbage cleanup and sealing entry points. 
not finding new ways to torment and kill small animals who are simply trying to live their lives just like any other New Yorker. Wow, guys. So, you know, not only now do we have to think about Omicron, but now we have to think about how do we save the rats? The lives of rats. Wow. I'm not even going to make a rat's lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Absolutely terrible. I mean, this I, mean is, I don't know if I'm here for that. I, you know what? This is what I'm going to say. I believe that we should treat living creatures with as much as respect as we Absolutely. want to be yeah. treated. But I also realized that, you know, farmers, it's called pest control. People who live in the city, it's called pest control, right? Like, the world is never going to be without rats, especially in urban areas. So we've got to figure out how, to, we, yes, we can do it more, maybe a little bit more humanely, but also, like, you know, rats. The rats and roaches, listen, if the world ended tomorrow, which it feels like it sometimes, it's... You know what's going to be left? The, the rats, rats and, and the, the roaches. roaches. And the pigeons. And the pi- Oh, my God. The, the, the rats with wings. Right. Exactly. So, I mean... I, I mean, it I, doesn't I, mean we should torture and torment them. No. But there has to be... A, you know what? They're not on the extinct list, nor are they ever going to <laughs> no, be. No, this is not the West African This is, this is the, the, the white rhino, you know? Can, can no. we focus there? Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, you know what? And with that, I don't know if we're here for this or not here for this, but I don't need Peter ringing my doorbell. Amen. <laughs> Peter, we love you. Yes, we love you. Save the world. Save the, the animals. Thing. And with that, that's the best way to end. Food, Food news. What is wrong with you? I don't know. I'm drunk. <laughs> this is why I don't allow alcohol on the pad. Pod. On the pad. Okay, so who's drunk now, bitch? On it's the, the holidays. The lily pad. On the lily pad. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, folks. Moving right along. Moving right along. So where will you be spending Christmas this year? So this year for Christmas is my first Christmas with my new beau. Um, my new beau and um. his family. And we're going to be in Maryland, I think around Annapolis. Okay. Um, All right. Don't give him an address. You don't need any no, uh, any no, strangers no, showing no up strangers. for Christmas. But I'm super excited. Um, it's going to be super chill. They are just, you know, we're just going to be hanging out, eating food, watching movies. You know, yeah. they apparently what what John told me is that they sing. So, like at some point, the music books come out and they sing carols and things. So oh, it's yeah, it'll be a, fun. A little. <laughs> you know what? We used to be able to they sing. Know. They know. They know. I still can't sing, bitch. Really? Yeah. I, even with my Rachel Ray voice. Because okay. it's got to be Rachel Ray. Anywho. <laughs> As you look over the past year, right? Because this has been a really weird year, right? Because it's years. like, well, no, because. This year, at least we were free to walk around and right. like go back into work and right. do a little bit of something, right? Yep. As you look past this year, as I round out and close up this mess of a holiday episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was a great episode. Yes, it's going to be, I, I think the title is A Very Messy Holiday. Oh, yes. yes right? So, as you look pa- uh, back on the past year, what, A, what's your favorite memory of the past year or your favorite moment and b two-part question 
what do you hope for the year that cometh? Okay. Um, so one of my favorite moments last year, um, over the past year, is being able to spend time because of the pandemic um, and because of being able to work remotely. Um, I was able to spend both Christmas and Thanksgiving and New Year's with my family, which hasn't happened in many, many years because of just my life and career and all that. And, you know, um, so we, that it was super, super amazing. Um, I was able to spend six months, almost six months with my family, which I would never have had unless we were in a shutdown. Um, so in that way, it was kind of an amazing thing um, to be able to spend that much quality time with my family. Um, and what I look forward to after this is just more stability with this this COVID thing. You know, I'm, I'm ready for us to sort of like really start getting normalized into behavior and to what this is going to look like forever. Yeah, because this isn't going anywhere no. anytime soon. You know what we didn't talk about, actually, which I want to kind of cover. But wait, what was your? Oh, my favorite memory. You know what? This year ended very oddly, but very blessed, right? Because I can't talk about it because good things are happening. Uh, for me, so I think that the end of this year was my favorite. Also, the summer of this year, because I did the most this summer. I had three jobs, and yet somehow I was never in New York, yet having three <laughs> jobs. I don't know how that happened, but that was good. For for the year that cometh, um, you know... The end of the year ended in a very weird yet blessed sort of way. So I hope that, like, you know, all this work that I'm putting in, um, the universe is finally being, like, it's right time. Now is the time. Now is the time. You yep. know? That that old Epcot Center. Now ride is the time. Of, ride of progress. Yes, of right? course. Now yep. is the time. Now is the time. We are old homosexuals. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho, before, really before we close out, and um, I think this is really, really important to talk about, LGBTQ people out there and the allies that listen to me, if you're an ally. But speaking of, um, shout out to the Netherlands, because Spotify just told me I got my first audience members in the Netherlands. So shout out to you. I don't say, know how to say happy holidays, hello, or whatnot, but I need to research that. But thank you for listening. But... Um, they speak English in the Netherlands. Okay, but, you know, I, I, I would like to amalgamate myself. Amalgamate? Yes. Amalgamate. <laughs> okay. Anywho, you know... He's amalgamating himself. Yes. <laughs> the I think it's really important to talk about, before we close out, that the holidays are really can be really, really hard for the LGBTQ community out there. And I always talk about how there's a a shit ton of homeless youth out there, and the majority of them are LGBTQ, especially trans people out there. Of color. Of color. Yes, absolutely of color. To those LGBT, young LGBTQ people, or maybe even old LGBTQ people out there who may be having a different holiday... Experience. Experience. What would you say? We are here for you. There is family for there you. There is family for you. It is out there. Um, if you have access to any kind of technology, look things up. 
Um, there is some semblance of an LGBTQIA center that even if it's not close to you, there are there are support systems out there that will get you there. Um, and for those of you who are listening who want to do more for that community, please go online, look up all kind, all manner of LGBTQI centers because there are specific um, departments that are for communities like this that are struggling, especially around this time. Yeah, and it's also, I say that I've said this at least the last three episodes, it's a tangible way to see where your money is going. Right. You know, if you go, even if you go, I think Trans Santa, oh, I don't know if it's over yet, but Trans Santa, T-R-A-N-S-A-N-T-A on Instagram collects letters to Santa from the trans community who are in need that you can, it's literally an Amazon wish list. And there's, I've looked at some of those and I have bought some stuff. Some of them just ask for a notebook. That's $5, $5. And it's tangible and you know that it's going to this person. So there is help out there. Listen, I, even in my community, there's a lot of mental health, like people are going through it. There's help out there. Reach out. We love you. If you haven't found your chosen family yet, it is out there. We, Michael and I, are a testament to that. Amen. We are almost twenty years into this bullshit. It takes a village it to be a gay, to be a person on the outside. So there is definitely a village for people who do not live in, you know, in in the mass community. And you know what I've been preaching a lot of lately? Because a lot of people are like, "Oh, I always have to be the strong one. I always have to be sh- the strong one." I've said this more than once this month. That you know what? Sometimes. This is what your village is there for, to help you carry the load. And sometimes you need to be, you know, in the middle, carrying the light part and letting others carry the heavy part for you. Right. It's like um, both you and I know what it's like to sing in a choir. And when you sing in a choir, sometimes you, you are tired. And that's what you have your colleagues next to you. So you don't have to give as much so they can give more and vice versa. Yeah. It was a, a weird metaphor. No, but, but it works. It, you know. it absolutely works, and it absolutely makes sense. And I think that's a, the perfect way to kind of leave this holiday episode. Listen, y'all out there, if you're listening and you've supported me throughout the year, I can't thank you so much. There is one more episode to end the new year with my with my Celesbian food wife, Chanley Borges, coming to you next week. I'm so excited for that, but I can't thank you enough for the support. This has been an incredible year for me and this podcast, but it wouldn't be without you. Um, I love letters. I know you're listening. I see the numbers. Write to me. I'd love to hear from you. And you know what? Just be safe. Take care of one another. It's not that hard to wear a mask, even if you're an anti-vaxxer. It's just not that hard to wear a mask. Uh, a mask. You know? Right. And I don't, ca- I don't care what you believe, but we need to take care of each other. Yes, exactly. And also remember that not everybody believes the same thing, so ha- try to be as compassionate, as empathetic as you possibly can because everyone is dealing with this thing in their own way and we all want to deal with each other with the most humanity as possible. Yeah. Yep. And I just want to leave it there and say thank you for listening to... Yo, man!